I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. Welcome back to the Brian Hanks Show. Joining us uh, on the Spence Automotive Guest Line right now, as you know, it's TGIF with IP. It's uh, thank God it's Friday with Isaac Parson. He is in the airport right now. Which which airport you guys flying out of, dude? Uh, it's the airport in Charlotte. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, that's right, Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, well, uh, I tell you what, man, you got a really early start to your day this morning, didn't you? Yeah, we had to get up at like three thirty. That it, uh, that not something that you have to do every single day, though, when you go on these road trips, or is it? Uh, we on the way to Connecticut. Uh, we flying out from Charlotte. Our flight leaves at like seven, ten, seven something. That is, oh, that is, that does not sound fun. As someone who's flown a lot in my life, too, uh, man, the red eyes not exactly the uh, favorite part. Well, uh, I tell you what, let's take a look back at uh, this past week, and I mean, you talk about having a full week. You and your Winston Salem State Rams, you guys have definitely had a uh, full week, IP. Uh, and it started off with uh, a game, uh, a loss, a 74-67 loss against West Virginia State up in uh, Institute, West Virginia. Uh, what? Uh, just uh, recap that game a little bit for us here, uh, IP. Uh, I feel like it was a good game, you know. Uh, I feel like we didn't do the little things like rebounding and knowing personnel, like shooting, slashing. Um, I, I think it was a good game out the gate for us to play. So we can understand how how everything that we do in the game matters. So I mean, in the long run, I feel like it helped us, but uh, we can't get it back. So we just gotta continue to move forward. Well, I tell you what, though, you turn around the very next day, though, and uh, you take on Davis and Elkins College. You, you have that close loss, a seventy-four to sixty-seven loss on Friday, a week ago uh, today. But then you turn around and you defeat uh, Davis and Elkins, seventy six, seventy three. Tell me a little bit about that win. Um, also, like kind of the same thing. Um, we started to do the little things. We knew the slashes and who the shooters were. Uh, we actually started rebounding that game. Uh, I think we were up by like twenty, and they made that little run. And this time we were able to uh, sustain the run when they was pressing us and stuff because we learned from yesterday. So. And it went zone as well. So, you know, we just learned from West Virginia, and we took it to Davis Elkins, and we executed. Well, i tell you what, the neat thing, though, was uh, Tuesday night, like I said, you guys played three games in a five-day period. And uh, on uh, on Tuesday, your opening game at home, you take on a, a program you're very familiar with in the University of Mount Olive. No difficulty whatsoever in that game as you guys uh, in or win that game 88 to 68 you guys scored 52 points in the first half in that game and then and people need to know too this is a university of mount olive team that played nc state in the preseason and only lost to nc state by 10 points in the preseason you had to have been really proud of that effort that you guys had on tuesday uh yes you know we uh went over to scout hard and we realized how big the game it was for us as it was our first game in games and we just we were locked in as a team I tell you what, the the one exciting thing, and there's a lot of exciting things about this two and one start 
for uh, IP and for Winston-Salem State. But to me, the most exciting thing is we're getting to see a lot of offense from you. You're averaging 19 points a game. You had, uh, what, 18 points, 19 points, and 20 points uh, in consecutive games, so averaging right or exactly 19 points a game. This is something I've always said about you. It, you know, you've always sacrificed to me, I felt like, and I felt like you did it at Kinston High too, Isaac, was you sacrificed your offense to help other team, other guys on your team. I mean, you'll distribute the ball. You're a pass-first point guard. That's been your reputation for years. How's it feel to uh, get the shots up and uh, to be the leading scorer for two out of the first three games this year? Um, I don't really be looking at that, but I just be trying to do what I feel like my team needs me to do to win, uh, whether that's scoring, passing, playing defense, rebounding, or, or just running the team. Well, uh, and you have definitely done that so far this year. Uh, like I said, averaging 19 points a game for the first three games. Also, uh, it was your first home game, too, this past Tuesday. After playing a weekend in West Virginia, now going up to Connecticut for this weekend, it had to have been good to be able to play in front of the home crowd, wasn't it? Uh, yes, sir. I feel like it was good to play in front of the home crowd because it gave us, like, a little bit of confidence, you know, uh, with the new guys. You know, I feel like it was good to play in front of the crowd get that confidence up and to see how it feels to play on that type of big stage, a big crowd. What ha- what has it been like uh, playing with, the, like you said, 11 new guys that are on the team this year, Amaji coming in, uh, Jeremy coming back for the folks here in Kinston who, uh, you know, who know him very well. Uh, what has it been like playing with this new crew and especially, like I said, uh, two and one after the first three games? Um, I like playing with the new guys. Um, I feel like it's a good mixture between the guys that uh, played last year and the new guys. Um, I feel like it's, it's all coming together. You know, we just got to take it day by day, and we got to bring the new guys along that that are getting a little frustrated or, or down themselves. You know, they just got to understand that it's a process at the end of the day. Um, wasn't built in one day. No, 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 that's fine. So I didn't mean to interrupt you there. And that's part of no, you being the, the – point guard of being the head coach on the floor too isn't it? i mean that that's part of your duties is not only just distributing the ball during the game and you know being the primary ball handler you kind of are the coach on the floor when you're out there as a point guard aren't you uh yes sir you know me and coach hill and coach and coach you talk about uh stuff that they see during the game or maybe off the court and they just want me to uh put it in those guys ears Brag on Jalen, uh, Jalen Austin, uh, in the Tuesday game. I mean, 31 points for him. He was 11 for 12 from the field, uh, 11 or 31 points, six rebounds, uh, and assist in that game. I mean, uh, you had to have been very proud of the effort he had the other night too, weren't you? Yes, sir. You know, I knew he was going to come out with a bang. It was his first, last game in games. Um, I seen that he was high. He kind of had a, uh, mismatch all night, so. What does it, you know, intangibly now that we've got three games in the schedule that you guys have played, we can, we can tell you, and I, of course, you know, I'm going to talk about our local guys here, but Amaji has been starting too. Uh, just what does Amaji Dodd bring, you know, him being one of the new 11 guys on this team this year from last year, what does the former green central product bring to uh, the Winston-Salem state Rams this year? Um, I feel like Amaji brings a uh, mismatch offensively. And uh, defensively, 
you know, on offense, you know, he kind of got a mismatch um, on, my, on every possession. So we try to look for him. So we get to the bonus early and then defensively. Um, he's just uh, enforcing, you know, trying to deter shots or block shots at the rim. And he's a good help side defender. And Jeremy, I mean, uh, I know Jeremy wanted more minutes last year. I remember talking to him, and he just, you know, he's like any player. He wants to contribute, and he wants to be a part of the wins. And uh, he has so far this season. I mean, he is playing more minutes. He's scored more points. He had a double-digit effort in that first game of the season, too. Uh, how has Jeremy improved from last year to this year, Isaac? Um, I feel like Jeremy has improved from last year to this year uh, defensively. You know, he's starting to get it that uh, – to get on the way to get on the court is being able to guard um, guards and fours, and he's also rebounding the ball and he's shooting the ball with confidence. So uh, I'd say I'm proud of him for that. That's awesome. Well, again, before we talk to you next week, you will have played three games uh, this coming week, beginning uh, tomorrow when you guys uh, take on uh, Tuskegee University and the uh, Chris Paul HBCU tip-off challenge. Uh, give us a scouting report on uh, Tuskegee, IP. Um, the scouting report on Tuskegee um, is um, they got one guy, the point guard, number 11, looking to shoot the ball. I think uh, everybody else is uh, a driver, so we'll be playing pack one, and we just got a box out and rebound. And they got one big that's uh, very athletic, and we won the three-quarter. So, yeah. And then uh, the possibility of uh, playing uh, either, and I don't know how to, you'll have to forgive me for this. Is it Cheney? Is it Cheney? Yeah, Cheney. Cheney, okay. It will yeah. be either Cheney or a team you're familiar with in Virginia Union in the championship game on Sunday. Uh, what do you know about those two teams, Coach? Or uh, Coach, IP. I guess you are Coach on the on the court, but uh, what do you know about those two programs, IP? Uh, so you'll be playing either uh, Cheney or Virginia Union in that second game. Do you know that? Do you even think about that going into like to uh, going into Saturday's game, or do you just uh, hey, we're going to take on the team we're going to take on? Uh, yeah, you know it's a little bit of animosity there. I think about playing Virginia Union again. Uh, we played in my freshman year in the championship, and we lost. Uh, even though I didn't play that much in that game, I still want to get back to that and you know as I got hurt and in the CIAA we played them so you know I'm just I'm just excited and, and ready to take on the new opportunities that I have that is awesome and then uh, on Thanksgiving Eve you'll be on the road in South Carolina man a lot of road games to start this season by the way but uh you'll uh, be on the road on Thanksgiving Eve at Lander University in uh, Greenwood South Carolina uh I know that's two games out from now, or actually three games out from now. What do you know about Lander? Uh, I really don't know much about Lander. I know it's in South Carolina. Uh, I know Dory used to coach there at one point. Um, yeah, that's really pretty much it. I think I'm locked in with, with um, Tuskegee right now. Oh, yeah, that, exactly, and I can understand that. Last question for you, uh, Thanksgiving coming up. On uh, obviously uh, six days from now, uh, will you? Are, do you get to come home, or are you going to be in uh, Winston for the for the holiday? Ah, uh, now we'll be on the road traveling in New York. <laughs> uh, we play on the twenty fifth. We play uh, Bloomfield, 
at the Geico Center. So that should be real fun. I know, but you're a family guy. I know how much uh, Kenston loves you, and you love Kenston. You're gonna you're gonna miss Kenston though on Thanksgiving, aren't you? Yeah, man. They might need to send me a plate or something. <laughs> I think we can do that for sure. I think we can do that for sure. Listen, uh, TGIF with IP. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Thank you for uh, uh, doing it from the airport. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Yes, sir. There and again, go. thank you to uh, Isaac. And I just need for folks, if you missed it in the first hour, obviously that was a uh, taped conversation that we had with him at 5:45 this morning. He uh, uh, realized late last night that he would be on the plane when we did our uh, interview, our live interview with him at eight o'clock this morning. So uh, IP decided uh, or uh, messaged me uh, several times about 1:30, 2 o'clock this morning. Uh, just really wanted to, uh, to do this, to do the TGIF with IP. So, uh, we got it in about five 45. So he is in the air right now as we're doing this live here at what? Eight 14 in the morning. He, uh, is, uh, probably flying over. I don't know. He's flying up to uh, Connecticut. So, uh, they were flying out of Charlotte. So, uh, let's say I'm going to guess that, uh, they're probably getting close to, uh, to uh, wherever he's flying in. I think Hartford, Connecticut is where they're flying into. So uh, safe travels to him. And uh, if you're wondering, like what we said with Paul, that we're not going to have, uh, we're not doing a Friday show next week. I think we're going to do a Wednesday, a, a TGIF with IP Wednesday edition next week. So that'll be in our second hour next week that we'll talk to him. But uh, man, really appreciate him joining us. And again, he's our uh, NIL interview. You know, we did Tuesdays with Trez last year, this year. It's TGIF with IP. And, uh, it, it, listen, sponsorship, uh, possibilities still available there. So if you'd like to sponsor TGIF with IP, let me know. Very affordable. I think you will, uh, I think you would love to be a part of it. Just get in touch with me and I will tell you how you can do that. Let me tell you right now about uh, Woodman life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman life for more than 10 years. I absolutely positively could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. Now, that is beside Highland Furniture, and it's across from Cell Automall. And again, thank you so much to, uh, like I said, all the folks over at Woodman Life for being a day one sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. We truly, truly do appreciate them. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, he is the new head basketball coach over at uh, at South Lenore High School's boys basketball coach, Thomas Earp, joining us here again on our Spence Automotive guest line on the Brian Hanks show. How are you doing this morning, Coach Earp? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing really good. Uh, I know you have got to be getting excited. Uh, you and your boys, you travel down to Croatan tonight to open up the 23-24 season. But before we get into that, before we uh, preview that and do a little mini preview of the season here, Coach, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, there's a, a lot of folks here in Lenore County who don't know who Thomas Serp is, and I'll include myself with that a little bit there, Coach. I don't think I've met you yet, but I'm looking forward to meeting you. Tell us a little bit about uh, Thomas Serp, uh, where you came from, where you went to high school, college, all that, how you ended up as a new head basketball coach at South Lenore High School. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I grew up in Duplin County, 
I'm a Beulahville kid. Um, and uh, I went to EC. I, actually, I went to Dixon High School. Uh, moved down to Topsville in high school. Went to Dixon High School. Played basketball down there. Uh, ended up going down to ECU for college. And my first job teaching was at South Lenore. Um, and uh, during that year, I, I helped uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Barnett. Um, I helped with JV basketball then. <clears throat> and then I moved off to Ashley High School and uh, then ended up back at Beulahville uh, Elementary coaching the, the middle school boys. Um, and then uh, just this year, I ended up back at South Lenore, full circle, um, as the varsity head coach. And uh, I'm ready to go. Oh, absolutely. I can imagine that. So many things to unwrap from what you just said there. You said you were at Ashley. Did you help our good friend Wells Gulledge down there at all? No, I, I did not, but I did uh, have uh, some good conversations with him. I knew him whenever he was the coach at Kinston uh, when I was helping Jeremy uh, Barnett with South Lenore basketball. That's whenever he was at Kinston. And, you know, we talked about all those boys like uh, Brandon Ingram and uh, uh, Reggie Bullock. Um, but yeah, I had some good conversations with him. I didn't get a chance to help him though. That is uh, fine. And now that you mentioned this, I remember you helping coach Barnett too, uh, with, uh, with the South North program. What was attractive to you about, uh, coming back, like you said, making the full circle and, and ending up back over in deep run. What, what, what encouraged you to do that coach? Um, well, you know, just, you know, the opportunity to be the varsity head coach. I knew that it was, um, a great opportunity for me and, I saw the the opportunity to uh, uh, come put my mark on a program and see where this program's kind of been down in the most you know in the recent years to just try to build it up um, and do the best job at doing that. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here, and I'm a, I'm gonna give South the Norm all. Oh, and uh, don't expect anything less. I, the thing I've always loved about uh, South Lenora coach, and I'm sure you can speak to this too, is just the community aspect of it. And I'm not denigrating Kenston High or North Lenore or what, Parrot or Bethel here in Lenore County or even Green Central or Aiden Grifter or any of those schools, but there's just something special about South Lenore and just that whole community aspect there, isn't there, sir? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a small community. Um, like I said, I grew up in Beulahville, which is also a small community. So I know how it feels, I, you know, like going down to Ashley where it's a much bigger community that, um, that's not really my style. I, I really love it here at South Lenore because it's, you know, more of a family atmosphere. Um, and while they don't know me yet, um, I'm certain that everybody will know me and everybody that I have met has, you know, embraced me with open arms. And so, uh, that's why I love South Lenore basketball. Absolutely. Well, uh, I tell you what, let's uh, go into uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this season. Uh, right. Like you said, last year not not the best season uh, in South Lenore basketball history, but still uh, led last year by uh, one of the true legends at uh, South Lenore and Paul Novicki. Uh Again, you weren't there last year. How many holdovers do you have from last year's team that are back for the twenty three twenty four season, Coach? <clears throat> Well, we've got five seniors on the team. Okay. And um, we've, we've got, you know, a ton of uh, juniors and sophomores. So we've got a lot of people that, you know, came over from that regime. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking to build. You know, Paul was doing a great job. They just weren't uh, able to finish some of the games. They were in those games really close. Uh, and so they've, uh, 
those boys have got a bad taste in their mouth and they want to they want to uh, right those wrongs this year. So. What do you know about the East Central 2A? And again, uh, let me just uh, reset here for a second. You are listening to the Brian Hanks Show. You're listening to South North Boys basketball first-year head coach uh, Thomas Earp. But uh, what do you know about the East Central 2A, Coach? You know, so I come from Beulahville, so I, I, I was really close to East Loopland basketball. You know, one of my good friends is Blake Lanier. Um, so I, I've, I've known this conference for a while. Um, like I said, when I helped with Jeremy Barnett, I, I've seen the Kinstons, I've seen the North Lenore. Um, so, and I know that, you know, it's a very athletic, um, conference and, uh, you know, while we may not be known for basketball, there is good basketball in this conference. Who are you? And again, bearing in mind that this is your first year, uh, we talked to Copperhead Lofton from North Lenore a couple of days ago, and he was giving his thoughts on the boys' race in the EC2A. Have you familiarized yourself enough with it? To, uh, who are you anticipating being the uh, the teams to beat in the EC2A this year, Coach? Uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I think, you know, every year you got to look out for Kenton High School. Yeah. You know, they, they've always got the athletes. They've got, they've got a program over there uh, that they've built. Um, also, the North Lenore made a name for themselves last year, um, being super athletic. And uh, this year, I, I really believe that Southwest Onslow is uh, is going to be one of those teams to to look out for. Well, I got to tell you, you sort of echoed a lot of what uh, Copperhead said there, and you know, of course, uh, uh, he's been uh, with uh, North and North since uh, since the Old Testament times. Okay, <laughs> and I know you'll uh, <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll uh, get to talk to him quite a bit. But that's ironically, that's exactly what he said. Coach was uh, he, in fact, uh, he made the bold prediction of that this will be the first year that Kenston will not win. He pick, he actually picked Southwest Onslow to win the EC two A. Your thoughts on that? I mean, that's not a bad prediction. You know, they've got. Um, I think they've got almost like a big three with their team. They're they're long, they're athletic, and they can definitely shoot the three. Well, very good. Well, uh, where do you see South and North fitting into that? And obviously, Coach, I mean, you guys have been practicing against each other. I guess you've had a scrimmage or two to this point. But, and I know you're ready to see another team, uh, you know, lining up against them tonight. But uh, where, where do you see South and North fitting into the EC2A, fitting into this season, Coach? Well, you know, our goal for the uh, for the year is to have a winning record and make the playoffs. That's what the boys, you know, when we met and we talked about our goal for the season, um, that's what they said. And uh, that's where I think we'll fit in. You know, we're, we're looking to uh, compete against the great teams, um, maybe steal one of those wins. And then uh, the teams that we match up with, we want to come out victorious on those um, those games. And so, you know, uh, probably middle of the pack, but hope to be up there near the top. Well, very good. Well, I can tell you this, and I've said I've been in this area since uh, 2002, and I can tell you this, Coach, about uh, South Lenore. They come out, they support their teams in good years and bad years and, and mediocre years. I mean, you have, you have the best fan support in Lenore County, and I know that's something you're looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And um, I've been able to go out to the football games and to the volleyball games and just see how the community supports uh, South Lenore. Uh, we always have a good turnout by the, the fans and the students, and um, I'm excited for our home games this year because it's a great atmosphere. 
Well, you start the season tonight at Croatan. This will be my last uh, question for you. I, I know it's so hard, especially <laughs> with everything you got up against you being the first, this being your first year at South Lenore as a head coach, this being the first game of the season. But what can you tell us about the Cougars of Croatan, coach? Well, they're returning seven seniors this year. So they're looking to be strong um, in every game. They're going to be well coached. They're going to, uh, <clears throat> they're going to be athletic. I do know that they can shoot the three. Um, we've got to be able to get out there and contest that. Um, but they're going to give us a good matchup tonight. Um, I know that last year we uh, – I, I believe we only lost by three in the first game. So um, it's a good matchup for us. Um, our boys know their boys. And so um, it's going to be personal tonight. We're going to, we're going to try to give them our best. Well, very good. Well, listen, I really, really appreciate you joining us here, Coach Earp, on uh, on the first day of the season. I know it's a, a crazy busy day, and here we are just on the precipice of Thanksgiving, too. Can't wait to get out to deep run and, uh, and see you guys play. Uh, Coach Thomas Earp, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Thank you, and go Devils. Go Devils, indeed. That's Thomas Earp from uh, South Lenore High School. Again, his Blue Devils start their season tonight down at Croatan as they will take on the Cougars to open the 23-24 season. We're going to get Zach Pearson from uh, South North High School. He is the girls' head basketball coach, first-year girls' head basketball coach down there, and uh, we're going to be talking to him here in a moment. Before we bring him up here on the line, though, let's uh, thank our good friends from uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people that it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview here on the Brian Hanks Show. And let's jump right back into it here. Uh, our big interview today continues here with South Lenore Head Girls basketball coach Zach Pierce joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. How are you doing this morning, coach? I'm good. I'm good. Very anxious about this evening, but I'm I feel good. <laughs> well, I tell you what, talk about, uh, you know, a lot of times when a coach leaves a situation or, you know, leaves a position or whatever, and it doesn't happen in every single situation, but a lot of times they leave with, uh, you know, the cupboard bare or they leave with uh, maybe a, a team struggling before you know they take over can't really say that with the situation down in south north i mean it, listen we love us some coach mooring here he coached in the east west game i've known him since the minute i got off the boat here in 2002 uh he's leaving you a, a pretty good situation down there in deep run isn't he sir oh yeah coach Morin has uh coached for a long time out here he set a pretty good foundation for uh this program and uh he uh he gave me a lot of uh, freedom on the JV team the past couple of years, and uh, I mean he's 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 a, he's a great coach, and I, I I've inherited a great uh, program and a good situation from him this year. I feel pretty optimistic. 
Yeah, he uh, and and again, what you sort of alluded to there, and what I said too, just one of the good guys. I tell you what, before we jump into all that though, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Coach. Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, obviously, like I said, with being with the JV program and being at South North for a couple of years now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Zach Pierce, uh, where you went to college, where you went to high school, how you ended up as a head girls basketball coach at South North, sir. Uh, well, I, I grew up and still live in Richlands. Um, I went to Richlands High School. Um, I played soccer and basketball. Soccer is the sport I could uh, wake up and just be naturally good at. So basketball is a sport I fell in love with at a very young age. And watched, remember watching March Madness, 10 years old, and from here on out, and trying to learn the ins and outs of everything. And uh, But as far as my abilities on the court, the best I could ever do was hustle guy, six-man, for a boys varsity team in Richlands. Um, but I went to college uh, at Barton to play soccer. Um, after a year, I transferred to LCC. And it was at LCC where I got approached by the Katitna Savannah athletic director to be the uh, soccer coach there. And he, he he warned me. He was like, look, they won, they won in like three years and they haven't scored all last year. I was like, that's all right. I'm fine being the head coach. And so that first year we went uh, two and six, eight goals in nine games. So it wasn't too bad. Um, and then I coached there until COVID hit. And after COVID hit, I got an opportunity to be assistant coach for the uh, South Lenore boys soccer team where I've been uh, Coach Jody Turner's right-hand man since then. And then uh, that same winter season, I got opportunity to help out with the bo- uh, girls basketball team and Coach Boring. And then uh, me and uh, Thurman Pate, uh, was kind of handling the JV team that year. We went uh, we went ten and ten and three, I believe, and finished uh, third in the conference, or ten maybe ten and six. I think it was ten and six. And then the next year, oh, we went seven and three. And then the next year, we went ten and six. We finished both times third, fourth in the conference for JV. But um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit how I got from Richlands High School to South Lenore um, in that time frame. That is so awesome, man. Uh, several things to unwrap there. And uh, first off, just one of the guys, he was a finalist for the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame. I'm intimately involved with that every year. And talking about Thurman Pate, I mean, people just saying, you've been a part of the program now for a couple of years uh, down there in deep run. He's such a behind-the-scenes guy. He never points at himself. Man, Thurman Pate, he means a lot uh, to South Lenore and to the deep run community. means a lot to you too, doesn't he, Coach? Oh, yeah. Um, Thurman is a wealth of knowledge. Um, me and him kind of bond uh, a little bit because we're both uh, Duke basketball fans. <laughs> um, and he, he had season tickets, and um, we were talking about the loss to Arizona a couple days ago. And uh, he just – he's very knowledgeable of the game. Um, he's very quiet, um, but very smart. And I tell you what, to be almost 90 years old, uh, he's, I don't know, he's in his 80s or – close to 90 he's always on the go i think he was uh refing youth soccer games the other day um <laughs> in the soccer tournament but he he's always on the go driving from greensboro to durham to kenton to wherever we have a game he's gonna he's gonna be driving himself to croatan tonight he's he's an invaluable part of not only this program but south Lenore history you know, you just revealed something there, uh, Coach Pierce, that a lot of people don't know. That has been, like I said, I've been here since uh, 2002, so I've been here for 21 years now. 
nobody really knows exactly how old he is, Coach Pierce. And I mean, I've yeah, tried to steal I, his wallet. I don't either. I, I've tried to steal his wallet a couple of times to get a look at his driver's license, and I think other people have too. But I think the consensus is, is like you said, he's got to be closing in on ninety, isn't he? I, I, I me and uh, my other assistant, Marriott Floyd, were mentioned about it today. So she believes that uh, her, I think her dad or whatever was like eighty-one and. Thurman's older than him, so you know it's in the 80s at least. That is awesome. Well, you know there's some uh, black and white pictures of deep run school back in the 40s and 50s, and he was a coach out there then, so you just do the math from there, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he might have found like the fountain of youth or something. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, whatever it is, I need to find it too because I'm 40 years younger than him, and I, and I struggle, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I, one other thing you were talking about your history, and I, and I know uh, we're, we got you on here to talk basketball and South and North girls basketball, and we're, I promise you, Coach, we're going to get to this in a second, but you were talking about, you know, you playing soccer and, you know, you help uh, – you, you leading the program over at Contentia and, uh, you know, helping out and doing all that over at South and North too. I think that is one of Lenore County, and I'm not just talking about South Lenore. I'm even saying even over in North Lenore and in the county, I think this could be, I, honest to God, think Lenore County could be a, a hotbed of soccer if we really put a lot of work into it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I grew up in uh, Onslow County, which is a huge oh, soccer good Lord, county. Yes. Um, uh, but, I mean, we've had battles with Rich. Well, I mean, I, I was at Richland. We battled Jacksonville and Southwest and White Oak and Swansboro and there's just a rich history of soccer, and I think I think really um, it starts with the youth programs. There's such a huge youth program. There's uh, two or three travel programs here in uh, uh, Onslow County, and I, and when I transitioned to uh, Lenore County, I could tell I could tell the difference. But what I could tell is that that there are steps being made in the right direction, and I feel like the more the county invests in the youth, I think the better the soccer will be because. We got a lot. There's a lot of talented kids in this county, um, from at South Lenore to North Lenore. Even Parrot had a really good team this past year. Um, and there's there's potential for Lenore County to be a really good uh, soccer county. It's just it's just going to take time. And again, the youth the youth is the big key. Developing the youth is the key for high school success. You're absolutely right about that. On the line with us right now, Zach Pierce on our Spence Automotive guest line. He's a head girls basketball coach, first-year head girls basketball coach over at South Lenora High School. Uh, again, last year, we talked about it a little bit as we were bringing you up, 14-11 and 11 overall last year, finished third in the East Central 2A. Uh, tell us about uh, where, where we look like we're going to be this year with South Lenora, Coach. Well, like I said, I'm very optimistic. Um, I got a really, really solid team. We got a lot, my, most, my entire starting lineup is – uh, returners that returning from uh, Coach Morin's regime, and some a lot of them are girls I coached that very first year on the JV team. Um, so I'm very comfortable with them. They know me, I know them. Um, I mean, I know from hearing around rumors and stuff that the conference is going to be competitive. Uh, North Lenore is always competitive. I heard Kenton's got some good freshmen and uh, coming in, and they were they had some close games with us last year. And I know James Keenan going to be a year better so with these duplins so it's going to be a very competitive conference but despite that i i hope for top three um in the conference that's kind of my ideal and i want to be either competing for that regular season title or that uh conference tournament title. i want to be competing for a title um just to kind of push for that goal and then 
I mean, at the end of the day, playoffs are playoffs are a big goal. I want to make the playoffs again. Want to continue that success that uh, Moran had last year when he upset East Carteret. Um, and I just want to keep pushing for that success. But I also just want these girls to just grow, grow as people, grow as individuals, and kind of a uh, band together and just embrace this moment because high school doesn't last forever and when it's over you, you kind of miss it so just want to make the most of this year for these girls couldn't put it any by myself and the good news is the good news is and I, I hate that i can't remember her name right now but the girl over at southwest onslow she has graduated you do not have to worry about her this year coach oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean that that that's big but i do believe southwest is still going to be good they oh, are yeah. well coached oh, yeah. um and uh, they have some athletes, and uh, um, I remember JV wise, they would they would be winning the conference with the JV, but we did we did beat them once in JV out of the two years I've been coaching. So um, there's, like I said, I think the conference is more open. I don't think it's as as there's a clear favorite, um, but it, I, I'll be I'll be good. I'll be ready for it. Hope our uh, non-conference schedule prepares us for it. Well, very good. Well, you open the night at Croatan. Listen, Coach Zach Pierce, first-year head girls basketball coach at South North. Thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you as this season goes along, sir. Thank you, sir, for having me. There you go. That's Zach Pierce, South Lenore High School. I appreciate him. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game and wrap up this week's uh, Brian Hanks show right after that. Today is Friday, November the 17th in the year of our Lord 2023. It is finally Friday. By God, John Dawson, we made it. Mm. I, I, there were times. So glad we made it. Oh, there were times this week I didn't think we were going to make it. I mean, I, it's been one of those weeks. I know we're less than a week away from Thanksgiving now, dude. Uh-huh. I just, I, I was really getting worried, dude. Sounds we like did. it's time for another Thanksgiving list. Your voice sounds better. It's only taken you three weeks, but yeah, uh, it was like three months. He's happy because he found out he can he can uh, claim that cough as a as a dependent on his taxes. Uh, he's had it long enough what, now. What have you named it? Yeah. What have you? Sanka. Hacky. <laughs> I like mine better. Sanka coffee. Get it, coffee. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. No, <laughs> no, 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 my friend. <laughs> okay, uh, it's weekend time. What you guys got going on? So you know, we'll start with you, Jonathan Massey. I always start with John. Let's start with you this time. I'm just gonna keep trying to keep it, keep it a little, little low key. You know, take it easy. Try to try to rest the voice so I can get back to being able to serenade the folks with my dulcet tones mm-hmm. dulcet yeah. what does that mean um, i've heard it before oh is it yeah, okay. dulcet so you're really not going to do anything you just uh, you know we'll hang out around the house you know i got a two-year-old i have to entertain constantly so summer <laughs> uh, weird but okay um <laughs> she doesn't listen to us anyway right? not at all yeah that's um, all. she hears she is my crap enough at home <laughs> but maris is taking and doing this thing when summer drops her off at daycare she'll cry a little bit and summer's like it's okay because i'm obviously i'm working in goldsboro and uh she's, it's okay baby uh, mommy will come pick you up when she gets off work and maris will stick that bottom lip out and go Okay. <laughs> and, and and Summer tells me she dies a little bit every time Maris does that. Because she just looks so sad when she does it. But uh, In a couple of years, they're, they're not going to care less. You better sock it up while you can. Yeah. Well, now she just gets down. Actually, a guy that I work with, 
believe it or not, has twins that Does are in the same. Does he put his lip out when you leave? <laughs> no, they've got a, he's got twins that are in the same daycare class uh-huh. as Maris. Yeah. And those are the two kids that she plays with the most. Ah, that's, oh, that's cool. And I didn't even know his kids went there. Well, there you go. So, I got to tell world. you, I pooch my lip out a little bit when you guys leave. You know, every yeah. morning when we do the birthday game and then y'all leave. And I feel like a little bit of my soul leaves when you leave, John. I thought you sold your soul for a Snickers back in 82. No, it was Three Musketeers. Oh. You were close, though. You were close. Fun size. Somehow too. worse. <laughs> fun size. Yeah. Dude, I love Three Musketeers, man. You know, I don't like Snickers. I, I don't like. What the hell's wrong with you? I do not like candy bars with nuts in them, man. Other than <laughs> Almond Joy. I like Almond Joy. Yeah, but you, you love them. Let me fuck. Are you going to leave that in? No, can't. Okay, good. You rat her ass back. Or that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not mocking him. I actually really was. I'm just joining okay. in. Oh, okay. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know we've got a lot to get in today, but real quick, what are your three favorite candy bars? I love it. I think we did this one time as a list. I think Mounds would have to be number one. Disgusting. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I like Mounds, but they would not be top three. Oh, Mounds is my number one. I mean, I you put me in a candy aisle at the convenience store, I go Coconut is like wet roofing insulation. You and Linda, Linda agrees 100% with you on that. She can't stand coconut, yeah. so uh, she's with you on that. Like a fruit booger. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I'll have like a fruit booger. <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it you always say? Yeah, those are, you're eating your... Uh, your Enjoy your McMuffin. Uh, yeah, enjoy your McMuffin. There you go. You can't be so funny. You make him start coughing, okay? I'm sorry. Uh, that was that was so good. Mounds is number one. Mounds is number one. Uh, three Musketeers, definitely up there. I love a Three Musketeers. It's, it's just a bunch of... It's just mainly air. There's nothing to it. It's chocolate and like... Nougat. Moose. Yeah, it's not even nougat. It's not nougat. Nougat okay. isn't a Snickers or a Twix. It's my choice. He but it's not it nougat. Top. Okay, whatever. I like it. And then number three would have to be a Reese's Cup. I love. Is that can refrigerated, as- right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Refrigerated I- makes a difference. It does. Is Reese's? That's a candy bar, right? I mean, a I hot Reese's I would, is disgusting. It I is would, very I would, disgusting. I would put it in the candy bar category because what? Yeah. I mean, what league is it really playing in? It can't play in the. That's like is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, thing. there you yeah, go. Okay, those are my top three. Quick, yours. Uh, Mr. Goodbar, Snickers, Twix. Mr. Goodbar. It's, it's I like, like a, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Hershey bar with little peanut yeah. chunks in it. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yeah. See, that. and look, I'm going to say some things that's gonna, that is going to surprise you guys because you know I'm allergic to peanuts, but I haven't always been allergic to peanuts. Uh, Butterfinger. Yeah. yeah. I love Butterfinger. Uh, Reese's Cup. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just. But that's not got real peanuts in it, does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it does? Okay. It's peanut butter. So you can't eat. <laughs> I can't eat two of my. Th- hey, who wants the third one? You know what, Kit Kat. I love a good Kit Kat. I like a Kit Kat. What's it? Kit Kat? Get, take it out of the refrigerator, smear a little peanut butter on it. Oh boy. Yeah, let's just. That sounds good. Yeah, let's give me a three for for anaphylaxis. Just, say, I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I used to love peanut or peanut butter candies. Can't have them. I wish I could. I'm actually thinking of going to get allergy tested again just to make sure I'm still allergic to peanuts because I'm not. Got some peanut butter in there. I'll go get you a spoon. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't have an uh, EpiPen. 
No, we can just put some plastic down on the floor. John yeah. will give you mouth to mouth. No, he won't. With Brian, <laughs> I know with Brian's mouth. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that sounds weird. Okay, uh, John Dawson, you've won three days in a row here with the birthday game. You now lead seven days to five. No. <laughs> I don't think there's any way you could lose, dude. I really don't, man. He's doing it again. Good Lord. Good thing this isn't a video. Uh, That's right. Yeah, there you go. Tell us about GoEco Office Automation. The type. What in the world are you doing? Uh, the title sponsor of the of the the board game of the birthday game. Uh, you've won three days in a row, John Dawson. Tell us a little bit about GoEco Office Automation. Well, if you if you're interested in winners like myself, you should go see Jacques Passleg. He runs GoEco Office Automation, and he is taking companies in the Kinston Lenore County area companies that should have never existed companies that you know under normal circumstances would be dead before the ink dried on their new sign out front but they had the wherewithal the owners had the wherewithal to go see Jacques Passeleg he welcomed them into his bosom he whipped some office automation on them gave them a lifesaver made them a sandwich now those people are driving Jaguars and they're throwing money out the window at uh, pedestrians. Back to you, Brian. I love it. I absolutely love it. Jonathan Massey, you know how to get a hold of Jacques if you're interested in the services provided by GoEco Office Automation. Yeah, you pick up the phone and dial 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 53. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website. It's at goeconc.com or what is goeco.com for more information. Bucklesbury.com. Yes. Bucklesbury.com, yeah. too. Hey, uh, let's jump into the birthday game. Uh, the first one here, uh, just a great, uh, I'd say probably the greatest director in the game today. Who would Scorsese. you say? Scorsese. Ding, ding, ding. I didn't even, that's all I had to say. Martin Scorsese. Killers of the Flower Moon. So, <coughs> so good. Have you seen it yet? No. Let me guess. You a little it? long. The, it was tremendous, but too long. Three hours and 36 minutes. What would you cut, Brian? That's that is the hard part. Now that movie. Now see, there was plenty. What was there's the movie? nothing to cut. What was the movie that he did? The, the Irishman. The Irishman. You Absolutely could have cut an hour and a half from that movie. You're full of crap. No, you could have. That could have been a tight. Tidy. I wish it was six hours long. That movie was so good. It could have been a tight, tidy two hours and ten minutes. What would you hours. cut from it? I don't remember. It's been so long because it was so long. And I went to sleep. I think during half of it. That's because so you're a woman. <laughs> What's wrong with being a woman? Nothing. Okay. If you're a woman. <laughs> if you're a woman. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Marty Scorsese. I heard his friends call. I tell you, and I told you all this, too. We went and saw it the opening weekend. It came out because we listened to a podcast. Have you listened to the yeah, podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, Infamous America podcast. I listen to that. Can I tell you something? The movie's better than the podcast, and the podcast was enthralling. Yeah. It was incredible. But, man, I'm telling you, the movie was Man, I, I, say what you want to, and I think you've taken shots. Maybe you haven't. At Leonardo DiCaprio before? I haven't taken shots. I've just said I can't stand him. I don't have anything to base it on. I just don't like him. It's huh. kind of like how I don't like Tar Heel fans? Yeah. Yeah, there pretty you much. Dude, let me tell you it's something. It's baseless. If he does not win an Academy Award for, for Killers of the Flower Moon, I, well, not that I have a lot of faith well, in Hollywood. I think if Scorsese doesn't win for Best Director. There you go. No, I'm just talking about... The range that Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, he's such a good actor, man. You do acknowledge, I mean, you may not like him, but do you acknowledge he's a good actor? I've never said he's not a good actor. There's okay. just something about him that gives me the, the feeling. I'm assuming he's one of the nephews or whatever of uh, De Niro's character. Yeah. 
and dude, the nothing rain. endearing about. This I don't guys, even want. Huh? No, there's not, and I don't want to ruin anything about it. Y'all, you need to see it. If you, in fact, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, we ought to take a Saturday afternoon when you're not doing music and when you won't be coughing and getting everybody turn around looking at you in the theater. Or I tell you what, when it comes out on DVD or not DVD, when it comes out on Stream. streaming. Why don't we make a night of it? And I'll, I'll cut off all the lights in the man cave. I'll crank up the stereo. Cut off the other two televisions. I'll cut off the other two televisions. Yes, I will. Turn off your phone. I'll, let's not get crazy here. You know, I do work for the sheriff. I mean, I have to. when the sheriff calls, I have to answer his calls. Why are you looking at me side-eyed? It's the truth. Marty Scorsese. Dude, I love when you do the little four different looking at me with your side-eye in a, in a half second. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I've, t- I've told you about my my favorite award show roast, I guess, was the Gervais thing where he was just going off on everybody. And he said, uh, Martin Scorsese said that um, that all the superhero movies were just uh, theme park rides. They weren't cinema. They were just theme park attractions. What I want to know is why was he as a, at a theme park? He's too short to ride all the rides. Wow, that's mean. But, but I tell you, what he did at the very beginning of the movie was he did what Tom Cruise did at the beginning of. Uh, he thanked the audience. He thanked, and it, went, and he's not an actor, so it really felt even better. I mean, it really did. I mean, he thanked. It was a good thirty seconds, forty seconds of, thank you so much for coming out. This story means a lot to yeah. me. See, his friends call him Marty John Dawson, so that's why I'm. So calling why are you calling him? Marty? I don't know. It's a good point. Martin Scorsese, how old is he today? 83. You say 83. Jonathan Massey, how old is Martin Scorsese? 82. He, uh, You guys got really close. Uh, he was born uh, November 17, 1942, so he's 81 today. Yeah. So uh, good job there. But you get the first one there, Jonathan Massey, and it goes to you. Next up, uh, not a fan of this guy at all, but uh, and I did need to mention this too. You know how sometimes I'll complain about there's no good birthdays and I have to dig really deep? There were literally nine or ten birthdays to choose from. So, yes, you'll be able to uh, be like, Brian, why did you pick this one? That was me doing John's voice. (laughs) Uh, Retired Syracuse basketball coach. Bayheim. There you go, Jim Bayheim, who hates Greensboro. I I am not a fan at all. Uh, How old is he today? You know who we're obviously. Any putts from New York that complains about Greensboro should just walk out into traffic with a blindfold on. You can't park in New York City unless you're a multimillionaire. Or Brian Hanks. I'm a pretty good good, uh, parker. You know what I'm saying. We still have to pay for the parking. Yeah, and I got a ticket when yeah. that's a story for another day, but yeah, that was yeah. fun. We've talked about it before here, too. Jim Bayham over there, Jonathan Massey. Uh, seventy-six. You say seventy-six? What do you say, John Dawson? Seventy-five, Brian. Uh, he was born uh, November seventeenth, nineteen forty-four, so he's seventy-nine today. Who got Scorsese? Mm. Ooh, you take a two to nothing lead there, Jonathan Massey. Next up, uh, I think he's a genius. I think he's absolutely a genius. He started Saturday Night Live back in 1975. 49 years later, it's still going. All he did was he took the National Lampoon Radio Hour and put it on television. Yeah, That's but he's still. I'm telling you, it's the, it was the exact same show. Oh. It was just on the radio. Well, who is it? Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels. Yes, but was anybody else open to doing it at the time? Well, they went to him and said, we need something to fill the Johnny Carson slot on Saturday nights. So he did that. Yeah. Uh, it, 
you got to give the man his due. I mean, and for it to still be around yeah. almost 50 years later is insane. I can't wait for next year's 50th anniversary. I think that's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. They're already setting it up with all the stuff. But Lauren Michaels, how old is he today over there, John Dawson? Oh, he's just Dr. Evil. Um, <coughs> Tell people why you're doing that. Dr. Evil was based on Lauren Michaels. Yep. But actually, Scott, Tom- not Scott, Kevin Thompson and Kids in the Hall. Scott McKinney and Kids in the Hall did it first in a Kids in the Hall movie. Okay. He played this evil business guy who talked like this. And, uh, that's where, anyway. Okay. He was on SNL, too. Uh, 70, 79. Congratulations, Jonathan Parrott Dawson. Did you figure that's where I was going with that? I had an assumption, yeah. Born the exact same day, year, month, everything is Jim Beheim, November 17, 1944. Lorne Michaels, Jim Beheim, both 79 years old. Chevy left too early. He yes, admits that now. Uh, listen to Bill Hader doing his impression of Lorne Michaels name-dropping serial killers. <laughs> I've heard that. I, we must have done this last year because I remember you, you... Son of Sam came over for breakfast. Who was... What was the BTK killers? Uh... I can't remember his name, but well, they, they there's a Seinfeld episode where they Elaine's oh. dating the guy that has the same oh, name. Oh, Berkowitz. Yeah, wasn't it Berkowitz? Berkowitz, no. the son of Sam. Yeah, oh, Berkowitz he's son of Sam. Okay, so he's like, um, and, and they, he, people keep calling him BTK. He's like, he's. He's Dennis. He's a human being. He has a real name. <laughs> well, uh, so you got so you lead two to one, right? That's right, bro. There you go. Okay, next birthday. I think he's a pretty funny comedian. He's uh, done a lot through the years. Never hosted the show. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's hosted the show before, hadn't he? Yes, but you're splitting hairs. Okay. Danny DeVito over there, Jonathan Massey. First of all, love Danny DeVito. Yeah. Not a big um Always Sunny fan. I no, like not either. His I'm funniest either. work was on Taxi. How many years ago was that? <laughs> it was from 78. I'm agreeing with you, but I mean, yeah. how many years ago if you're saying? 70, I don't know, 77 to 82. Okay. And then the people that did that started Cheers when that ended. Uh, speaking of Dr. Evil, he played, uh, when they did the the spoof or at the beginning of the third Austin Powers movie where they make they were making the Austin Powers movie, he played Mini-Me. Danny the, DeVito? In the movie right. that they were making. The, the for, intro, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll have to go back and watch it. I he's, vaguely remember that <coughs> when you say that. Yeah, he's got a cigar shooting a machine gun. Hey, I'm Mini-Me. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito, how old is he today over there, Mizzle? Uh... Also, a uh, fun story by him. When he did um, the movie, what was it, Matilda or whatever? That, yeah, yeah. The girl's mom was dying of cancer. The girl that started in real the movie. life. Yeah. And the the two people, Danny DeVito and another woman that played her parents, I think it might have been his real life wife, Real Perlman. Perlman, took the girl in and, you know, took care of her while her mom was having to go to treatments and stuff. What? Yeah. That sounds like a good human being. Um, 70. Two. You say 72. What do you say, John Dawson? 73. You say 73. How about this? Danny DeVito, Lorne Michaels, 
Jim Beheim, all 79 years old today. They were born on November 17, 1944. And add on top of that, too, Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver. That, how about all four of them, all born on the same day, same year, same everything? Did Danny DeVito have something to do with my, that movie, War of the Roses, that we want him to watch? Yes, he was in it. I think he was. And he helped produce it. Producer. Yeah, he was in it, and he uh, helped. Exa- but how about that? I, I got to get a little bit of love here. That <laughs> Jim Beheim, Lauren Michaels, Danny DeVito, and I didn't even include Tom Seaver because we've got a really good one here to end so, the what did, what did you have to do with them all being born on the same day? Well, I recognized it, and I'm acknowledging it here on uh, that. That's a good point. It does seem weird because Danny DeVito still does a lot of. Uh, I mean, Hanks would have been only eight years old when they were conceived. How would that have worked? <laughs> I'm trying to save you work. I just saved you some work there, okay? <laughs> He just doesn't seem like he's 79 years old. I know. I agree with you, but how about that, though? Tom Seaver, Danny DeVito, Lauren Michaels, Jim Beheim, all born. You list those people one more time. <laughs> he had me a central ball. I have mentioned it. You did ask him to do it. I'll fix him in post. There you go. Gordon uh, Lightfoot. And who died on May 1st. He's only been dead a few months now. Oh, uh, play the play the song. Um about the ship, what's it the called? The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yes, that that was that was a big thing on November tenth. Yes, that's right. That's absolutely right because that's when it sank was yep. on November tenth. So there you go, Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, you've already won the day there, John Dawson, three to one. Congratulations. Uh, how old would Gordon Lightfoot be if he were alive today? He did not win three to one yet. It's tied two to two. Is it two to two? Who was the first one? Martin Scorsese. Yeah, who got that? Oh, I that's did. right. You were up two to nothing. My bad. Yeah. So it's two to two. He's right. I got to get. Yeah, you're right. You were up two to nothing. It's now two to two. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot, how old would he be if he had not passed away on May the 1st? 87. You say 87. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 86. You win the day. Uh, he was born November 17th, 1938, so he'd be 85 today. So uh, there you go. Uh, congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You <laughs> snapped a three-day winning streak. That you tried to take away from me. That I, I was trying to give to you, John Dawson. And then facts had to enter in or something, okay? Hey, today is also Noah Clark's birthday. Y'all, We all remember Noah, who worked here at the Free Press uh, in Kinston. Deceptively deep voice. Uh, deceptively, yeah. He was the one that I did a phone interview with and then met him in person, and I, I was positive it couldn't have been the same person. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's also Howard Dean's birthday. <laughs> I'm telling you, what did I tell you to begin? We had so many great birthdays today that uh, it was hard to get to all of them. But uh, but one more time. <laughs> We're going to get a Bucklesbury. We're going to get a Tick Bite. We're going to get a LaGrange. There you go. Hey, if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. We'll see you on Monday on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank all our guests here on today's show. Paul Whittington in our first hour. TGIF with IP. Talked to him at 530 this morning. Uh, To boys coach uh, from South North, Thomas Earp. Girls coach, Zach Pierce from South South North. Thank you to all of them, man. Have a great weekend. We'll have Burt Potter, Mark Panicelli on Monday. We're going to try to have, uh, it's going to be a great week next week. Thanksgiving week next week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.